0: amen amen can you celebrate the lord again this morning it's been good to be together you can be seated great to see you this morning good morning if you're joining online i want to say welcome to you as well hey help me out i don't know if you did this yet or not i got in here just a couple minutes late turn to someone near you and say good morning you made my day by sitting close to me today would you do that i feel really bad now some of you are sitting by yourself you made my day i'm glad you're here this morning Well, it's my honor today to be able to introduce a guest speaker who's with us. His name is Joe Johns and uh, Joe uh, and I got to know each other about six years ago, five and a half years ago. Uh, Joe had been on staff at our fellowship missionary church in uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, vibrant vibrant church in that community. And he had been on that staff for about 21 years. And uh, the last five years that he was there, he transitioned uh, into becoming the lead pastor and just last fall, um, he uh, came on as one of the directors of World Partners. Now, for those of you who are new to the Missionary Church, um, we are a part of about 500 churches here nationally. I can't tell you how many thousand globally, but uh, we have a wing in our US ministries that we call World Partners, which is our, our kind of our worldwide arm. He'll share that in a little bit. But he transitioned into that position as a director of strategic partnerships. And uh, when I had a chance to chat with him back in in May, I was so excited to be able to invite him to come. We thought he's the perfect one to kind of kick off our missions month together. Uh, his wife's name is Stephanie. They've been married for almost thirty years. They have three boys, eighteen to twenty-four years old. So special prayers for them because if you have young adults and you're a pa- you're a parent of a young adults, you know what that means. Uh, but we are so excited and delighted to have him here at Colonial Woods. Would you help me make him feel welcome to Colonial Woods this morning?
1: Thanks, brother. Well, hello, Colonial Woods Missionary Church. Good to see you. It's a joy to be with you. Now I gotta tell you, your reputation precedes you in the missionary church across the nation. I do a fair bit of traveling and uh, uh, Colonial Woods has the reputation of being a church that pursues the heart of God and cares about what God is doing in the word world globally so thank you very much and, and this this mission month is just an example of that uh, that matters to you and it, it matters to me and I want I want to thank you for the strategic partnership initiative that that you're in right now these giving opportunities uh, that you have on tap the the Guinea Education Fund with, with the Cluckies in, in, in Guinea I was just with them a couple of weeks ago and sat with them they're terrific partners and to energize that is so great Um, with Pastor James in Malawi, the building of homes, getting uh, bicycles for pastors to expand the reach of their ministry, anti-trafficking in Sierra Leone. It's all in there this month on your uh, on-mission strategic partnerships. And I, I just, I'm excited for you. And I've never been able to worship with the Colonial Woods family, Uh, but am am just really excited to do so today. And it's been uh, so great uh, so far. And what I wanna attempt to do here this morning is to pour a little gas on your global mission fire you got going here. Uh, So I'm gonna do my best to encourage and inspire your view of what's happening uh, globally. And uh, as Pastor Phil said, as, as a former pastor, senior pastor myself, I know the pressure that Pastor Phil and his his team can often face when when you're a local church ministering in vibrant ways as you all are in this Port Huron area, Uh, the local ministry is something you see very easily because obviously it's right in front of you. But I see you all pushing uh, to make a global difference. And sometimes it requires a disproportionate amount of energy to to do that. And, And I get that and I understand And at World Partners, which uh, as Pastor Phil said, is is the global disciple making arm of our, our denomination together, and we exist to help you extend your gospel global reach. At World Partners, any discussion about what God is doing in the world begins with a promise. Our global mission begins with a promise from Jesus. I heard recently about a business owner uh, whose business fell on really catastrophically hard times and they were faced with a decision, remain solvent as a business or lay off employees. And so they determined they're gonna have to lay off 50 employees. Now to add insult to injury, they were gonna have to do this right before Christmas. And the situation was such that they could not afford to even provide any severance or extra funds. People were gonna get pink slips and say, sorry, your job is ending. And when the business owner informed the employees about this, he said, I am so sorry. If there was any other way I could do this, I would do it, but we can't, but I wanna make you a promise. He said, I promise if our company survives this and becomes profitable again, I'm going to get you your severance package that you deserve. Five years later, the company came back into its own and this business owner made good on his promise and these former employees were receiving very generous severance packages for when they were laid off five years previously. It's a beautiful thing when someone makes a promise and they keep the promise. And as human beings, uh, we're notorious for over-promising and under-delivering. But what happens when the promise maker that we were just singing about is the king of heaven and earth? What happens when it's the Lord Jesus himself making us a promise? And I wanna alert you to the promise that he's made, which is the basis, it's the why of World Partners' work around the world. It's based on a promise. And here's the promise. We find it in Acts chapter one, verse eight. The resurrected Lord and Savior and King Jesus Christ is just about ready to ascend back into heaven and he makes his disciples a promise about what's to come and what their role will be when the Holy Spirit comes upon them. And we read this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, says Jesus, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. He promises that this, this people he's calling out as the ecclesia, as the church, as the sent ones. And we share in this promise because that is what we are here together. He makes a promise to us and says, you will be witnesses in the areas where you live and even to the ends of the earth, you will be a witness. Now, witness to what? To simplify and clarify, I would say in a word, what I want you to think about is that how we are witnesses, Jesus is saying you are gonna be a witness to the renewal that is happening in humans by virtue of the work of Jesus and the sending of the Spirit. He's renewing us because of his work on the cross and sending his Spirit, we are becoming, he's saying you're gonna be witness, witnesses of a new way of being human such as the world has never seen before, the way of be- being human where, where, where you turn your enemies into your friends, the way of being human where you actually learn to love your enemies and bless those who would persecute you, the, 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 the kind of uh, new humanity where you are so reborn by the renewing work of the Spirit of Jesus in you, that you have a desire to pursue holiness and that you lose desire for the things of this world and the things of the flesh, you're becoming a new human being, a new way of being human, this, this is the church, the people that are constituted through Jesus and his work and through the work of the Spirit. This is what we are to be witnesses of. And the one in in Revelation chapter 20, the the, the vision that the author has is is Jesus the King who is on his throne. And he's seeing a vision of this renewal coming to heaven and earth, a renewed heaven and earth. And the one who is sitting on the throne, King Jesus, who operates outside of the time-space continuum that we're stuck in here. Like, like he is Alpha and Omega. We can only see a little bit behind us and, and very little into the future, but he sees it all because he's not constrained by time and space. He sees it all and, and he says there is a day coming where, where, where there will be no more tears and no more suffering. Everything is going to be renewed and this process of renewal is on. He says as king of heaven and earth, behold. I am making all things new. Because he exists out of our time, it's happening. It's happening, and this is what Jesus is launching. The ultimate renewal project by virtue of the Holy Spirit. And this is good news to us because the world often over promises and under Are we making progress? You know, we look at technology. It seems like there's a lot of things, a lot of problems that, that we are solving. And maybe the quality of life in this way or that way is getting better. Maybe some diseases are getting relegated uh, to the dustbin. But, but there's a problem that technology and human progress is never gonna be able to solve. And that is the sin that resides in the human heart. We need renewal. And no amount of technology, no uh, um, uh, amount of anything we've got going is going to address that, except Jesus and the work of the Holy Spirit. Jesus promises that we will be witnesses of renewal. He promises that his church is gonna be a part of renewal through disciple making. Renewal through disciple-making. You know well the passage in the Great Commission, Matthew chapter 28, starting at verse 18, Jesus came to them and said, after they just got done worshiping the king of the universe, he says to them another promise, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me, therefore... He promises that that he is the Lord of lords and King of kings. There's no one more powerful. And he that holds all of this authority is gonna breathe it out on his church and send out his church with this kind of ultimate authority in partnership with him through his spirit to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Here's another promise. And by the way, I'm gonna be with you to the end of the age. It's Him who's promising. Our mission globally and locally is found in this, this promise to be agents and witnesses and disciples of renewal the kind that we're experiencing, the kind that overflows out of us into other disciples that we accompany to show them Jesus and become transformed. It's about renewal. I wonder in a room this size and believers, like I understand to be here at Colonial Woods, there's a few of you who are praying for and longing for renewal here in this area of Port Huron. Would I be wrong about that? I mean, another word you can associate it is, is, is revival, right? How many of you, how, how many of you your, your thoughts regularly come back to Lord Jesus, would you pour out your spirit in this place, in Port Huron proper, in, in this region of Michigan, in, in, in the Midwest, throughout the whole United States? How many of you are longing to see renewal by God's spirit in this place? A few, yeah? I told Pastor Phil, I come from a church that was 30% African-American, so by now I'm getting a few amens. Can I get an amen? If you, if you would desire to see this, this kind of renewal happen in and through us, and to that I would say, you know what? Me too, but here's what I'm learning. As much as I desire and I'm praying and I could talk about the ways I am working locally in my context to see renewal in Fort Wayne and beyond, the fact of the matter is the reason we need to stay sharp on our global connections to the global body of Christ is because where we are in the United States, longing and praying for renewal, there are brothers and sisters across the world who are actually experiencing it right now. They are experiencing what we're praying for and hoping for and longing for, and that's why we need to stay connected to the work God is doing globally so that we can get uh, infected by the work of the Spirit, if you will, and what He's doing in other places. A few weeks ago, uh, I spent some time in, in Kenya in a very experimental mission trip. Uh, I took with me uh, some some. Average, everyday people like you all, like me, who were committed to the notion of becoming a practitioner of a disciple-making lifestyle as they are, where they are. Where they live, work, and play. They're trying to figure out how to become this witness in that place. And um, in talking with them, I, I recognize that they are longing to see the kind of renewal come out of that that impacts Third and fourth generation disciples. That means that the the people who they invest in who become disciples of Jesus, then begin investing in others who become disciples of Jesus. And those disciples make disciples of Jesus. Fourth generation. It's kind of like a unicorn thing in the United States. We often talk about multiplication to the fourth generation. Not many people have seen it. It's a sort of renewal we're longing to see. And I said, hey, What if we who long to see that kind of renewal go sit with people in Kenya who are seeing that kind of renewal? What might happen? Two days into this trip, I realized, oh man, the Lord is at work here. I think he's pioneering through us a new form of short-term mission experience. Because there was no construction involved, there was no painting of, of no fences, there, 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 there was not a VBS program that was the main thing we were doing, and all of those things are very good and proper things, but in this experience, it was about us coming together as witnesses and owning that witness together and learning from one another, and it was a powerful experience. In fact, our group came away renewed. There was a moment wish I could show you the video. There's a moment where this group of fourth generation disciples, they were all young people, all under 25, were gathered in a room telling us about the disciples, about how the Lord is renewing them and how they are inviting other people to follow Jesus with them. And they all came from uh, hardscrabble kind of backgrounds. And um, they started singing over us. You know what song they started singing? Waymaker, Miracle Worker just acapella, and they were singing this blessing over us. And I thought, oh, renewal is so close. I felt the Lord renewing me in, in some things that he was speaking to me about. This is grassroots renewal through disciple making. And again, it comes back to the promise. See, it's not about what you can do to make disciples. It's not about what you can't do to make disciples. In fact, it's not about you at all. It's about the one who made a promise. He's gonna deliver on that promise. It's only through him that his spirit flows through. We get hung up and thinking about what, what we're supposed to do and what we can't do and where we're inadequate. It's, he said, I'll make you witnesses. What he needs is availability and w- willingness. But but here's the global rub. Right now, as I speak, three and a half billion, and hear me, I say billion, three and a half billion human beings living on the face of planet Earth today have no access to the renewing work of the gospel in their lives. They're called unreached people group. They're part of a, a cultural or, or language grouping in such a way that they're not gonna accidentally bump into a Jesus follower who is gonna share about the faith they have in Christ. They're just cut off from it. What makes them an unreached people group is there, are, there is not enough witness there's not enough witness where they live and in their cultural setting to point to Jesus. 41% of the population of humans on the face of the, day, face of the earth today fit into this group of unreached people. Worse yet, 85% of this 3.5 billion people of them live in places where less than 10% of mission work occurs. The vast majority of mission work can't touch and create access to the gospel for these people. Now, just let this sink in for a minute. Think with me about your experience with Jesus, even just starting with the time of worship we had, I looked around the room and my arms were up, I saw many of your arms were up, kind of indicating that there was an encounter with the risen Lord Jesus by His Spirit in this room a few minutes ago. And, and, and I would speculate that during that encounter, the Lord was doing something in your own spirit to encourage you, and, and Pastor Phil came up afterwards to say, I know some of you are in a hard place and, and you took your eyes off the hard place and, and you put them on Jesus. And, and were there a few of us who were greatly encouraged in the past few minutes because we had that experience? Raise your hand if you had such an experience this morning. Three and a half billion people have no idea what you just experienced because they never experienced that. Have you ever been reading scripture hearing the word taught here, reading scripture at home, and, and the Lord just brings something to leap off the pages to you that speaks right to where you are, and, and you take away from it a, a, a very deep sense of encouragement, or maybe even conviction, but you know it's the Lord, and, and it just feels right. Anybody had that kind of experience along the way? Three and a half billion human beings just like you have never experienced that and probably never will. The kind of encouragement that we take for granted on a daily basis because we know Jesus, because somebody shared the gospel, because we came into right relationship with the Father through Jesus, three and a half billion people don't know that experience and may not ever know that experience, but I wanna encourage you that it's Jesus who said he was gonna make disciples. Jesus who said he was gonna make make us witnesses to the renewing work of, of him and his spirit. He promised to make witnesses, and so let me just share the other side of that, just give you a few glimpses as I begin to close here about what that looks like. So there is a missionary partner of ours who began accompanying a young Pakistani man uh, on on a campus setting, a university setting in the very, very south of Europe, almost in North Africa. Started being a witness to him and encouraging him and to discover who Jesus was, that, that, that young man, I'll call Peter, became a follower of Jesus, and as he was being invested into, he, was, he would go home at night and call his sister in Pakistan, back home in Pas- Pakistan, and share about what he was learning. And a few years later, especially after he returned to Pakistan, there, there, there was this growing movement of witnesses experiencing transformation of the spirit, experiencing renewal and wanting to see others renewed, other people and places renewed by that same spirit. And, and the, the, there's these roving bands of disciples. Some of them are up on the Afghan border with Afghanistan. You know, many people are still fleeing the reign of the Taliban, and they're pouring across the border, and they're being met by these disciples of Jesus, these witnesses who are witnessing to the good news of Jesus. And they're baptizing Afghan believers up there, but down in the south of the country, and they just experienced terrible, terrible floods down there. There is a group of unreached people group, unreached people called the Kohli. And somehow, by God's design, there's a witness of some of these disciple-making networks down there among the Koli. I have a picture of, of one of those disciples ministering to uh, a, a Koli tribe. They're kind of a Hindu-based tribe. They're, they're very uh, low on the, on the society caste system. And he's sharing with them. He's being a witness. He's actually sharing. Uh, he just unboxed something that he's giving to them and explaining how to use. And it turns out that thing is an audio Bible with the Bible in a language that they can understand, something I know that's been uh, big on the heart of of Colonial Woods to be involved in work like this. These Bibles came from a a church in California, a missionary church stepped up the plate to provide one for each of the Coley families' uh, connection that that were a part of this. There's a witness going on, and by God's grace, we hope to see a disciple-making movement among this. These are part of the three and a half billion but God is making this group witnesses to that. Another glimpse of this is coming out of Central Asia. There's a missionary that you've supported for a long time named Jeff Spence. Jeff and Shauna lived in Mongolia for a time and now they've moved a little further east. That's Jeff there. Jeff started accompanying a young man all named Paul and started investing in him and his renewal in the Holy Spirit in following Jesus and now uh, th- that man, Paul, has, has been burdened for the unreached people groups in their area. At least four unreached people groups. He's, he's, Paul's been calling together other, di- other disciples that he knows and sharing this burden. And they've been praying and conspiring about how the Lord would use them to reach in particular uh, a group called the Buryat people. Some live in Mongolia near them, others live across the border in southern Russia. Now, here comes a crisis full of gospel potential. You may have read on the news that uh, Vladimir Putin, uh, the president of Russia, has, has called a draft. He's trying to get 300,000 more Russian young men to send them to Ukraine to fight and likely die. And this draft is disproportionately targeted at a minority group like the Buryat people. And so when news of this draft came out, young men started fleeing across the border into Mongolia, but even more of them, if they couldn't get across the border, they went out to caves in the rural surrounding areas and they're hiding out in caves so they don't get sent to Ukraine, which means they're not earning any money as breadwinners and their families are suffering. Paul and Jeff know about 30 of these guys personally. And so right now we're raising some funds to get some emergency aid to them in the name of Jesus, which is going to be a surprising and beautiful witness. Hey, there's people on the other side of the world who know and see you and care about your situation. So that the Lord would use that as a witness to see these guys become disciples and followers of Jesus as well. And I became aware that maybe 25 years ago, even long before Pastor Phil's time, and I remember hearing about this effort uh, at World Partners called Adopt-a-People, which was gonna be focused on Unreached People Group, and somehow Colonial Woods got into that effort, and somehow they were focused on, of all places, Mongolia. And God's keeping his promise. By the way, this guy in Pakistan, he's not living in London, but he's traveling on a regular basis. Um, this guy named, I call Peter, guess what he was doing when he was called into this work? He was a delivery driver for Pizza Hut. And even now he works at a homeless shelter. This guy named Paul in Mongolia, you know what he was doing before God called him into this work? He was an alcoholic. God is raising up witnesses from all walks of life when they trust that he is the one who will make them witnesses of the change that he's he's pouring out in their lives. So how do we engage this? I just want to encourage and exhort you all here at Colonial Woods to lean in to so this uh, Missions Month and the Strategic Partnership Initiative, I hope you bust through $50,000 given to this effort because all of those efforts are going to make a real and lasting impact. At World Partners, we're rolling out some fresh in initiatives, maybe through uh, Phil and team in, in the team in the future, we can share more about them, but we'd love to engage with you Uh, in particular ways. One way in particular, I just wanna give you a heads up on an initiative we're calling World Partners Next. World Partners Next is an effort to raise up next generation partners for this new era of mission. Let me tell you what, uh, I see a few young people in this room and I talked with one of the leaders a few moments ago and, and he was going to be uh, teaching to some sixth and seventh graders. There's a number of us who are becoming burdened with uh, the notion that this renewal, which is coming here in the States, is going to get kicked off by a group of teenagers. Now, I you, you can test that. We'll see if that's from the Lord or not. But uh, we'll partner next is an effort to invest in those teens. You know when missionary Jeff Spence, you just saw his picture a minute ago. You know when he, when, you, when his heart turned towards mission. You know when that was for him. He was sitting in a seventh-grade social studies class, learning about a place called Mongolia, and the Lord touched his heart. What if we could raise up a thousand young people? over the course of the next five years, who hear and respond to the call to mission. I know there's a lot of moms and dads in this room. There's probably some grandmas and grandpas, and I know what you pray for your grandkids and for your kids, that, that they would be responsive to the call of the Lord on their lives, that they would experience renewal and that they would want to see that renewal go forward. And that's our dream too. So as we pull this initiative and campaign together, maybe you'll hear more about that in the future and this will be just a placeholder for you. Let's pray together. So Lord Jesus, uh, we thank you for the promise that you've made to each one of us to make us witnesses even to the ends of the earth. Lord, we don't know what that would entail but we wanna be responsive to the way your spirit is moving. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that it's not about what we can do and what we can't do as witnesses. It's about you who promise to see it through. So I pray your blessing will continue to rest on this Colonial Woods family that you would, you would empower and you would ignite the passion to see renewal here in this local community and be a part of it Wherever it is breaking out in the world at large, pray blessings and peace over this community in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Thank you, Joe. Would you help me thank Joe for being here at Coney Woods today? Love what God's doing. And uh, we use a phrase a lot, uh, strategic partnerships. The reason for it is, is that we don't have to create something to be excited about partnering with it. And so as you look around at what God is doing, it's the old Henry Blackaby thing and experiencing God. Don't, uh, don't pray for God to, to bless what you're doing pray that God will lead you into what he's already blessing and then get a part of that. And so when we talk about that, whether it be here locally or whether it be around the world, it is so exciting. And I was so blessed by you sharing about, um, about uh, uh, the, the Spences because uh, I wasn't here when I heard about, but I heard about the Adopt a People program. And then when I came here, um, it was so neat. My fund had already been raised for believing God was gonna send somebody to the Mongolian people, so that when Jeff and Shauna came in, we didn't have to pray about it. We just, man, this is it. God answered the prayer. And now to see 20 years later, how God is bringing that to fruition. It's one of those things, isn't it interesting in the kingdom? You plant a seed believing God's gonna bring a harvest. And when you start to see that harvest, you realize that planting that seed was really of the Lord. And so we're watching that over and over around the world. And I hope that you'll be excited about, finding out more about that you'll hear a little bit more throughout the month but we're excited that you're part of it hey stand with me would you turn to someone near you and say you're incredible I'm glad you were here today God bless as you go we'd love to pray with you if you have a prayer on your heart if you have a need we have prayer partners that would love to meet with you this morning come on down we'll pray with you God bless